Hello and welcome back to the Curious Cast. This week we're talking about Bitcoin and the Silk Road. Yo, <laughs> quickly, just quickly, look at this. You'll like this, George. I forgot to show you this. This, right, <laughs> is is a, Gina got this for me. It is a 40 million pound shark, 40 million pound. It's not 40, <laughs> it's just 40 million pound. I'm thinking about currency. No, 40 million year old shark tooth, like fossilised. That's pretty mad. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, I'll show it to your camera. I'll try <laughs> Sorry, Rob, I farted on your intro. Yeah, I know you farted, yeah. <laughs> I've got that and one that's not embedded in its thing as well. So I, I remember getting those I mean, it could at, be a lie, um, but... at SeaWorld, you know, or well, Sea Life Centre at South End. Yeah, they did and have shark teeth, like, didn't they? Yeah. I, I, I'm guessing they, they were just normal shark teeth. They weren't like 40 million year old shark teeth because they, they just had them in like a bucket that you could yeah. pick them out of. Yeah, I remember well, they must going just... on holiday as a kid and... Like the little stalls down the market would have stuff for tourists, and I'd always, yeah. you know, you get like a little shark tooth necklace or something yeah, as, a, as an eight year old boy. It was so cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> radical. Then. Yeah. That is radical. Well, is that encased in rock, Rob? It's like, yeah, because that's like the fossil thing that it was sort of found in, and that's its. Uh... Yeah, hold it up to that camera so I can't see it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, you can... <laughs> I'll forget which camera I'm using here. It's oh, like, yeah. that's the thing, it's still. Nice. Yeah. It, it could not be 40 million either, but apparently it is. We should so. get it analysed. You've got to trust them. Yeah. Get it well, I'm, I'm, happy. I'm happy to just trust that it is. It's fine. Isn't it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, tell this, us is about not, this episode is not about 40 million year old sharks. No. Yeah. Um, I've never what, heard yeah. of it. What is, what is Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not specifically going to talk about Bitcoin, really. Um, it just makes for a better clickbait title, doesn't it? Well, no, it's, it is kind of about Bitcoin. Um, what I really wanted to talk about, right? So, Shout out to Reply All, right? I was listening to the Reply All podcast. Obviously, they could do with our shout outs, you know. <laughs> yeah, Sm- rip. small they don't time. Even exist anymore. There's like this, yeah, there's like this little small time podcast that uh, used to exist. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was inspired by listening to one of those, right? They were doing a thing about this girl on there that had bought some, uh, I say girl on there, a famous <laughs> New York journalist, uh, New York Times journalist or something. Um, but she'd like remembered how she, she'd like bought some uh, drugs off the dark web and then. F- as like an experiment and then kind of forgot about it and th- thought she might have had some change and, and their the whole episode was trying to work out how to find a uh, lost bitcoin kind of thing um but it made me think right and i was like i, I swear I, I used to know a guy i swear he used to do that like and he used to do that back in like like years ago like early days and I, it just got me thinking i was like so I messaged him and he was like, yeah, I fucking did yeah <laughs> so um <laughs> so uh i had a chat with him basically so but, you know, for those who don't know, so the Silk Road was, um, are you guys familiar with the Silk Road? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. some of our listeners might not be, I'm sure probably most are, but the Silk Road was essentially an online marketplace for drugs. So it was uh, started in 2011. It ran to about 2013, but it was, it, it was kind of, it just, it just looked like uh, eBay pretty much, but you went on there and rather than old shoes and bikes <laughs> i was trying to think it was on ebay hoovers um it was just drugs like all manner of drugs and but it was like it wasn't just it was drugs it was like listings and ratings you know people would go on there and say this is a five-star drug seller with some awesome drugs you know and and the whole sort of idea of it was it was like a philosophy like the guy that um came up with it pseudonym dread pirate roberts uh, eventually found out to be Ross Albrecht, who's now serving like crazy time in prison for it. That could so be your name, Dread Pirate I know, Pirate could, I know yeah. <laughs> couldn't it? It's, it's similarly my yeah, name. Your yeah, your name's Rob but, and you have dreads. Uh, uh, apparently, and well, it was actually... You're, I don't know, you being in a van, you're kind of like a nomad, you know, like a pirate. Like you're a just pirate. Like, that's your it vessel. Could my, could be my nickname, couldn't it? That was a pretty badass nickname. But no, um... It was actually taken from the film The Princess Bride. Have you seen that? Oh, uh, no. Great film. It's, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I remember when it, someone, yeah. like, being a fucking giant. fragile male, having a fragile male ego, you know, when you hear about that, I'm like, I ain't gonna watch a film with The Princess Bride. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually fucking amazing, yeah. Uh, yeah but the, the main character in there is called The Dread Pirate Roberts. And it's supposedly, like, and it's like a moving name, like... You are the. There is no one Dread Pirate Roberts. It's meant to be like the name for the mm. kind of noble uh, 
outlaw type mm. character, I believe. Not the Grey Fox from Oblivion, Tom. I don't know what that is, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what yeah. you mean. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, it's an even but, more niche uh, way yeah. of explaining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I digress. But that, that was why it was called the Dread Pirate Robbers, you know. But um, so yeah, you go on in, you buy all your fucking drugs. But yeah, the whole philosophy was that you didn't have to go to a drug dealer, you know, buy fuck knows what mixed with fuck knows what. It was it, it was it wasn't just meant to be like for some dude to get rich off it. He he had a proper like ideal about it and was like. It, it, it was like it was it was like a libertarian type ideal, you know. Like uh, dr- dr- drugs should be legal. You, yeah, you shouldn't have to go to a street corner to buy them. You shouldn't have to meet a drug dealer than some dodgy thing, risking injury and buying shit and risking yourself there. You bought like good drugs, and they were sent to your fucking house. And like for a while, for a long while, it was fucking. It worked, and it worked amazing. Mm. And the, the the police just could not work out how the fuck to shut it down. They couldn't work out who was you know who it was behind it. Um, you basically accessed it through the dark web for a browser called Tor, which is like a, a means that you use to access the dark web. And you'd get on there, and there, and there it was. Um, but basically, yeah, I got chatting to a mate because I remembered that, yeah, he used to he used to get shit bought off the internet and and sent. Um, I knew because uh, like a couple of couple of my mates at the time actually, he sent it to their house, and um, <laughs> like a couple of times, uh, we talk about that in a bit, but. Um, yeah, so I chatted to him and he was like, yeah, I did, I did used to do it. And he was actually doing it from pretty much its inception. Like he found out about it in the early days. And it's funny because after chatting to him, it, it kind of feels like if you were to like drugs, Tom, this is, this is the, the, the <laughs> methods he went to to do it was the sort of thing I could see you doing. Like he said, basically, so there was like two types of people on Silk Road. There was just like novices and these guys would just like buy Bitcoin. So, so at the time as well, bear in mind 2011. Uh, I mean, when was Bitcoin first? It must have been just before that. 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah. So still really early days of Bitcoin. Um, you could, uh, it, was, it was hard to buy. You know, it wasn't straightforward. It's like now you can go on any crypto, cryptocurrency exchange and just buy it. It's like buy it with your fucking bank card. You know? yeah. Back then you, you sort of could, but it was just a bit more difficult. Um, that reminds me, actually, yeah. Well, one thing I was going to sort of preface this with was like, you know, the idea. Actually, no, maybe I'll say it at the end. Just the idea that like, you know, early Bitcoin transactions and just like amusing about how much they were. That was kind of the, the thing I was thinking. It was like, mm. he must have spent some money on some Bitcoin. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll get to people that. People used to throw all sorts of Bitcoin Well, around, well yeah, the first... Was worthless. The one that most people know was the first ever Bitcoin transaction, real world transaction anyway, was 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas. Mm. 10,000 oh. Bitcoin for two pizzas. So as, current, as of... Current price of a Bitcoin? 22,000, I think, as of today, last time I checked. Um, change, it, really? it says in this thing... I, 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 when you, I searched that pizza thing just because I knew I was going to say that. It says, as of April 2021, that'd be $600 million. Oh. <laughs> so it might have gone actually yeah. might have gone a little bit down by now but hopefully they were good pizzas <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently the guy like just says like oh, yeah I don't regret it I mean <laughs> y- you have to say that didn't you really like what the fuck are you going to say I mean may- maybe he has some other bitcoin I didn't actually I just, I just heard this uh, um, but anyway so yeah there were ways two ways a few ways to buy bitcoin he said most novices on, on the Silk Road in the early days if it was just a guy going on there who just wanted to buy some weed or something you know they might have used uh, this thing called Ping, but you essentially had to sign up with a username, you know, and a, and a driving license and stuff like that. So if you bought your Bitcoin, it could it could be traced back to you, really. Like, you know, so the Bitcoin transactions are anonymous, but because we all have accounts and stuff like that, and yeah. your average crypto trader, you, you can find out who's done it now, I'm sure. Mm. But it can't, the actual transaction path is technically anonymous. Um, so it was possible to do it that way. Um, so what he said was like the other type of people were like the elite, you know, and uh, and that was people like him, right? So he was just well into being like super on top and like hiding it. So um, there was there was like a forum that, that everyone chatted on again within Tor. So this is how he kind of got to know all this kind of information. You'd be on there. It, I, I can't. It, he said the name of it, but I can't remember now. And it, well, it was something I hadn't heard of anyway. It was like some Tor forum, mm. you know. Um, I imagine it was just like I picture it kind of like an early four chan, eight chan type. Yeah, just, not, just you know, so just basic thread. looking, yeah, just a message just board, with, just message board. Yeah, just literally a board. People chatting. 
Um, you know, and everyone just have these different usernames on there. Uh, and that is actually where you get a lot of information. The Dread Pirate Roberts used to post on, on this forum as well. You know, he'd go on there and chat. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd go on there and you'd chat with all these people and you'd find, you know, he, he sort of learned the ways of doing it with a bit, a bit more discreetly. And um, so he would basically, being one of these like elite guys, right, he would... He would go to a website that was called localbitcoins.com. I meant to actually check to see, I wonder if it still exists, but it was sort of like an early uh, Bitcoin exchange, I guess. Um, no, it doesn't exist. Oh, it does still exist. It does still exist. Buy your Bitcoins online. Buy and anyway. sell Bitcoin everywhere, near mm. you or around the globe. It looks really next, doesn't it? Yeah. I guess it's not, anyway. But, um, but that was like a really early one, but... What you used to be able to do with that is it was like a it was Bitcoin traders on there, you know, that would buy that would buy and sell Bitcoin, and you could do it directly from them. So you could buy Bitcoin with a cash deposit. So he would basically like arrange with these guys. He'd be like, "I want a five hundred quid's worth of Bitcoin," and they would say, "All right, cool." here's my account number and sort code. He'd basically have to like, you'd have to sort of chat and find a trader through these ways that would be willing to do this. Obviously not all of them. A lot of them were like, why do you want to do it this way? And he'd be like, I, I just do, you know, like whatever. Yeah. He'd, have, he'd have to sort of sweet talk them. And yeah. I guess eventually one of them would just, whatever, not care enough to just turn the other way and be like, whatever, you know, I'm still going to make money. So he'd, he'd, he'd buy this Bitcoin and they'd say, right, here's my, cash, here's my account number and sort code. And he'd have like four hours and he'd just have to go to the bank and uh, put this Bitcoin in the, uh, sorry, put physical cash into the bank and, and he'd do it. So they would then send it directly to these, uh, the person he was going to buy off. Yeah. So he would give them their wallet address and say, I want it deposited on my Bitcoin deposited in this address. Yeah. Um, so it just didn't, it was no trace to his name or anything whatsoever. Uh, Smart. Yeah. It's pretty mad, isn't it? Um, and he said there was like an app, an app called like Signal, which I think is still an app now. Signal, um, yeah. yeah, a lot. It's like the most secure encrypted kind of app. And so it's like resurgence chat, re recently, isn't it? Is, yeah, apparently, yeah, with all the privacy worries and stuff. Yeah. But he would chat to the brokers and stuff on there, and he'd chat to other users and stuff on there that he became friendly with. Um, but he also eventually found ways where like you do a thing that was called like tumbling, so. If like if you obviously just deposited from your one wallet and you sent that to someone, or likewise they sent money to you, you know, like, it it was it was like really obvious, that, you know, that it come from that one wallet. So these like traders, what they would do, eventually found oh, it, was, it was like a company. He said um, that would just it's funny that companies existed to do this. The company you would give them your, your Bitcoin, and they would. It was called like tumbling. They would basically make it seem like it had come from all these different areas and IP addresses and stuff like that mm -hmm. to, before it got to them. So mm -hmm. they, it, it, it would do it both ways. So eventually he used to just do that as well from his, you know, so he'd get the money into his wallet that way so he could see it in his wallet. But he said he'd, he'd, he'd be sitting at work. He was working up in London at the time. So he'd kind of do all this while he was at work. And uh, he'd like be sitting there and you could, someone through this like forums told him that you can do like, because it's all through the blockchain, isn't it? So, fucking blockchain. Um, <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. Um, I won't try and make an attempt at explaining the blockchain. If, if you know, you, whatever, good luck to you. Well done. You're a better man than I. Um, he, but, but yeah, you can see all the transactions you can see on the blockchain. But he said someone showed him there was like websites you could look at to, to see the transaction happening. Because he said, obviously, sometimes you just go and give this 500 pounds to just this account number. And he wouldn't know it was actually going to happen or come to him or come direct to the person he was supposed to be sending it to. So he would, there was this website that showed it happening and you could see it being verified and moved through these things. So he'd just be sat at work, just like checking his app to see, you know, gradually this money moving through the blockchain. And he said it wasn't like an instant thing then either. You know, well, it, it could take a few hours, and, but you'd see the paths of it going on and going through yeah. these tumbling things as well. And it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's it's mad. mad that you can see that. Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm confusing that with a tumbly thing. Maybe, maybe that point of that was you couldn't do that. But he would definitely. He said there was a way of tracking it that you could see it at least. It'd be visible. You did, yeah. You didn't know where. It, you couldn't see the things in between, but you could. You could see a sort of path of it coming, so just to sort of put your mind at ease as like, 
it's on its way to me and then be like when it finally gets to you what they'll be like yeah thank fuck is here yeah um I forgot to sort of ask about that. And yeah, because he definitely mentioned he did he did have a wallet at some point. So he must have also eventually. I think when he when he learned about the tumbling thing, he stopped doing it mm. cash straight to vendor. He then learned that he could do that, you know, and like avoid cashless. being yeah, avoid it being his name or anything like that. I guess smart. Um, in COVID times, cashless. <laughs> yeah, ahead of the curve. But the thing is, right? So he was like, he wasn't just using it to to, to just buy a couple of you know a few things. He was buying like a hundred pills at a time. Uh, or like five bags of cat, and like he was, he was buying relative, you know, it's a small time really, but it was like, yeah. what do you call like, you know, l- low level, mid level corner boys, as they might say on the wire. <laughs> um, he was like, he was selling this to other people. Okay, but so he was the, uh, he was the the area dis- distributor, kind of, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But like, and it wasn't that big time, you know. He'd buy, he'd probably do this like. I mean, we, we worked out, he reckons he did maybe, he did maybe like 10 to 15 times in the first couple of years. So that's not that often. No, that's still, quite, still a fair bit, but, like once every couple of months. Yeah, or so, that's a hundred odd pills. So like, and he, but, but like at the time, you know, you'd get a hundred pills for like 300 quid and uh, he'd then sell them for like a tenner a pill. So it was, it was pretty good business, I suppose. But he pretty much yeah. just used it for life, you know, and it doesn't really have anything to show for it now, you know. Wasn't like Breaking Bad, you know. It wasn't like he was he was trying to do anything with it. He just it was just spending money. Mm. Um, yeah, I was going to ask like if he shared his um, sort of total earnings or you know any rough idea of how much money he made or in terms of Bitcoin. Well, I, I worked it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of uh, you're gonna give us the breakdown. The yeah, was, yeah. I'm gonna like uh, climax in that really. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but like in, ter- in, ter- in terms of yeah, in, in terms of Rob Climax, then I don't in, know what. Is. <laughs> but in terms of like money he made, like he he didn't really end up with any money. Like yeah, he, he's got a few things to show for it that he bought, you know. But it mostly just like allowed him to have a pretty good time. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm 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 sure a few of those pills got lost along the way as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I say, and I I know about a couple of them because a couple of my friends at do. the time that they agreed to have them because this is what we laughed about as well at, at the time he was living at his parents house so it was like <laughs> he was doing all this mad shit at his parents but like he, he obviously was like i can't just get posted to my fucking parents house so he had to ask like friends you know he'd always ask you know i'm doing this thing do you think you can get it uh you know shipped to your house whatever and eventually you know he finds obviously i'll give you a couple of them whatever and um i remember my friends and they got them sent there they did it, did it a few times and eventually i was like uh, uh, and, you know, they were getting like a couple for him, and I remember being like, "I forgot to say this to him on the chat, actually." It, um, or her. Um, <laughs> no, no, I've already <laughs> said this to him. I? Um, <laughs> like, eventually, like, I think they stopped doing it because I was like, "Why are you only getting like two for these a hundred? Like, you, you should ask for like five or like ten, you know?" Like, and I think maybe he said, "All right, have five eventually." But it was, it was mainly really because I wanted one, um, <laughs> but. I, I did have one, and I, and I was like, they were fucking 10 out of 10. They're probably some of the best pills I've ever had. <laughs> they were fucking amazing. And that's what you said, he was, he was happily selling for 10 because they were just incredible. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you bought them and there was some, like, just rubbish stuff. They were, like, the Not craziest, like, yeah, yeah, it was all really high quality because if you sold bad shit, everyone would just, like, go on and, and, and bomb the ratings. And it wasn't just on the, so you'd have, like, a rating, like you would on eBay, on the, on yeah. the actual Silk Road. But also, you'd be in the forums and, and, and the dealers and the, the vendors, they called them, not dealers, they'd be talking in the forums and people would talk them up and say, excellent transaction, very discreet, arrived on time, you know. I like this. I, was, love, I love a good bit of, like, efficiency, you know. Yeah, so it was a, yeah. A good, good machine we had working. It was there. a good machine and it was a, it was a, it was a good system. And for, like, the first couple of years, it was, it was amazing. Um, so and so then, let, me, let me just get it right. So he was ordering, he was getting them... Ordering stuff on the Silk Road, <clears throat> and then he was distributing it to other dealers or, or people. He nah, knew. just like minorly, you know, like probably people he knew and shit. Yeah, you know, mates yeah. And so yeah, so he just, wasn't then selling it again on the Silk Road. Like, nah, once it came to him, he was just yeah. yeah. So there'd be like these big boys on the Silk Road. I think that was mostly what it was. You know, like yeah, yeah. the guys on the Silk Road you bite off would be like be pretty big time. At least being, you know, I, I, I don't suppose you could buy. I should have asked him actually. I don't, I don't suppose. You could buy that smaller amount. Yeah, that's worth the thing. It he probably, like, it's probably just if you're going on there and going through all this hassle to get this Bitcoin, 
so that it is, you know, yeah. untraceable, and then you want to buy some drugs, you're not just going to go and buy two pills because yeah. that's what you want yeah. for the weekend. Yeah, like you, yeah. Yep. You, you're going to have to buy in you're bulk, right? Up. Yeah. I think it was generally, con- yeah, I think the general consensus is you'd buy like maybe 50 minimum, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Um, but he, uh, I mean, when they arrived, they'd come in like, I remember the couple times I saw them, it was like a CD case. So oh. it was like, it's just got like a CD. It was a time when you could get CDs. <laughs> it wasn't unusual to receive a CD in the post. But it was, um, yeah, just, and, and it opened up the CD and inside it, it, it fucking was. I remember the first time we did it, it was like, my friends lived in a flat. So it was in like the communal mail area. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't their name, you know, so it was like some random name on it. So like, if anything, you, you could plead ignorance, you know communal mail went in the wrong I don't know whatever so yeah. it was pretty good really so you just go and open it I remember going down there with them opening up the fucking communal post box and being like fucking jokes like <laughs> it fucking worked like it's crazy so, um, so it would have a it would have a completely random name on it always on the parcel yeah I, I suppose you could put you, you, you could ask them to whatever, put, put whatever the fuck you okay, wanted so you yeah could, and then does it just get sent through the normal post? Yeah, through it? the normal fucking yeah. post. But the craziest thing, he said that the whole times he did it, they all got through. Like, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, like, some got stopped because I, I actually watched a, I watched a documentary about it earlier to kind of gear me up for this. There's a good BBC, BBC documentary on the Silk Road. If anyone wants to check it out, just Google BBC Silk Road. Um, shout out to the BBC. Yeah, again, <laughs> <laughs> they need it. Um, but, uh, and they talk about right at the start about how, uh, mainly in America, I guess, as well, they're talking about in America in this, but they, more, more and more drugs were coming through the mail and they were seizing them. You know, it was kind of like, it wasn't completely unusual to see some drugs coming through the mail before this. But then all of a sudden, the amount coming through that they noticed was, was like going up in a, a wildly, you know. And I'm sure some got seized, you know. I know actually, funnily enough, I, I uh, went to Amsterdam a few times, George. And um, I remember I went once when I was at uni and I, ch- we had like, we just thought we'd just see if we can do it. Like we had, we had some left. We heard that you can like post some back. Yeah, you told me the story Yeah, before, m- one of my mates was out there. We once went to do it. He went to go and post and he asked for like, he thought I put it in a bubble, what do you call it? Um, like a padded envelope. Yeah. And yeah. he went to a shop and was like, can I buy a padded envelope? He obviously must, he was young. He must have looked like a fucking stoner as well. And, and the guy was like, you, you, want, you want to send a weed? <laughs> and he was like, uh, and he was like, don't. Don't don't buy the padded envelope if you send the weed. They know you send the weed. Ooh, <laughs> and he was Wel- like, "Was there a Welsh guy?" Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I was like, a bit Jamaican there. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Lynn for my impression there. Um, <laughs> they were like, he was like, "Buy a birthday card, make it all small, send it a birthday card." Brilliant, that's we brilliant. Like, so he was giving advice. <laughs> yeah, he was giving advice. So that's <laughs> what we it. tried. That's what we tried, right? So I bought this birthday card. I sent it to my house at uni. Didn't fucking come through. Ah. Never came through or whatever. Another time, my mate rang me and he was like, I'm in Amsterdam and I've got some fucking, you know, I've bought too much weed. You normally do when you go to Amsterdam, especially when you're younger. You just get all crazy and buy too much and then have to like give it away or whatever. So he was yeah. like, I'll try and send you some back if you want. I was like, well, fuck it, I got in. And I was actually, oh, it's bad really. I, I, was, I was living at my nan's house at the time, like l- looking after it for her. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, asked, I asked like, like while she was in a home, and they didn't want anyone, they didn't want to go on empty. So I was in there and yeah. my mate rang me and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, go on, send me some fucking, send me, just see if it comes through. I thought it probably won't fucking come through anyway, you know. And then I forgot about it. It was maybe like a week, maybe a couple of weeks apart, maybe a week, I don't know. And I went away for the night or something or a couple of days I must have gone away for. So my mum went down there because obviously it wasn't like, it wasn't like my house, you know. So my mum was just checking in on the house and, uh, there was mail there, you know, she, she was like going to check the mail, whatever. And it was, it was, a, again, he'd addressed it to just some random name. Mm. And she was like, well, I know that's not, you know, my nan it, it's been sent to. I know she's lived there like 40 years. Who the fuck's this meant to be? So she opened it oh, you know? no. and it fucking, would you, yeah, it fucking came through, didn't it? Like one fucking time and it came through Brilliant. and she opened it. And then obviously it was just like, <laughs> like apparently like called my sister and like her, her now husband was like boyfriend at the time and was like he's, he's got he's got drugs smuggled in you know like <laughs> what are we going to do what am I going to do with it and he, he said he was coming around expecting it to be like you know some large quantity and it was like a tiny it must be like two joints probably like <laughs> so, like ground up in his thing and he was like oh fuck yeah 
I'll just throw it in the bin, you know, like, and just got it and just, you no, know, poured it down the toilet. Yeah. I, I was thinking, this, like, I fucking said to myself, come on, you could have sorted me out. You could have just gone, yes, yes, you know. I'll, I'll get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, Rob's mum, I'll get rid of it. It's like, you fucking give it back to me, man. You could have done me a solid there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, you... absolute brother-in-law to be, like, G there, he could have oh, moved, he could have pulled, couldn't he? Yeah, I'm what's the fucking say, chances? i right now, but um, it's probably not a good idea to say... Let's try and smuggle drugs into the UK <laughs> on the podcast. I mean, here, you know, it's legal. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll just smuggle ourselves yeah, to smuggle the Netherlands. To the, to the Netherlands. Yeah. Well, let's just say everything I just said allegedly. Yeah. In a video. <laughs> that clears yeah. you from it, it? In a video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is all just comedy. This is just a, yeah. a fictional stories for laughs. It's yeah, just a bit, you know, we're just yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, also. Anyway, yeah. So like, he 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 basically he'd go in on this like cryptography in order to like cover his tracks. He said to the point where right, this this made me think of you, especially Tom. So like, as well as all that other shit, like and like the kind of forum diving to work it all out, you know. And he like really took it serious to like not get caught. He'd have like a virtual computer. The way he accessed Tor and the way he did everything and his wallet eventually, you know, was all on this virtual. Uh, computer which was on a usb stick so he had linux installed on a usb stick and he would put that into his laptop and that's how he'd launch it and then he wouldn't do anything for his actual laptop and then he'd take that stick which was all encrypted as well and he'd take that and he'd like hide it in like behind his like skirting board he was really laughing when he was telling me he was like, like, like they were gonna fucking bust in and like yeah search for it but then the funny thing about that as well is eventually he got really he got kind of blase with it like to the point where um so, yeah, by the way, yeah, he carried on past 2013. So after 2013, the Silk Road got shut down. Big famous case. Um, I'm sure you can read about that if you want. Uh, but what happened is it didn't end. You know, all that basically happened was this splint, you know, it was basically become the Wild West. It was actually the classic, like, drug enforcement agency. You know, that, you know th- th- they shut down this one thing. Well, there was actually all, you know, to an extent regulated, you know, like... Self-regulated. Self-regulated. And it, it, was, it was like a, a free market in action, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and at least it had, this, it had this kind of ideal and philosophy behind it. In the end, the guy kind of supposedly, allegedly, they'd never actually done him for this, did like a murder for hire. They can't, it kind of, it didn't actually do it. They sort of, it turned out it was the FBI behind it, kind of coaxing him into it a little bit. And he basically right. said, yeah, yeah, sh- yeah, killed a guy. There's a good um, YouTube documentary about it. Um, mm. If I can remember the, the name of it, I will put it in the description of this episode. Yeah, cool. But There's basically, no promises yeah. on that because I'll probably forget to do it. But yeah. there, uh, if you search <laughs> his name on YouTube, was it Ross Ulbricht, isn't it? Ross Ulbricht, yeah. Um, it will come up. It's, it's got a few million views, so you okay. should, you should check that out as well. But okay. yeah, basically, like, the long and short of it was, um, yeah, at least that supposedly, you know, one could argue that it ended up not being as idealistic as he imagined, yeah. but the idea was at least there. And then after that, it kind of became a free-for-all and a bit of a wild west where like there were just all these different versions. You well, know, Silk Road trying to be the and, next Silk Road. Yeah, right? Silk so, Road back from the dead. Yeah. When and, and if, whereas you had everyone in one place, so it could, it could be maintained, like the order yeah. could be maintained. You've just yeah. got... Yeah, like you say, it all splintered off and free for it, and you didn't know who, and you didn't really so much know who to trust and who was what. And but, but by the by, people still used it, you know. And there was at least this kind of forum idea that still happened, I guess. And you know, people would try and do this rating thing, so he kept on doing it for a while. So he did it up until about 2017, he did it for like six years. Um, and uh, but the funny thing he said, like. He got he got blase enough about it to the point where because it was he'd, he'd order it because he'd be ordering it come from like America and stuff I guess or like Amsterdam or, or Holland rather you know like it it wasn't coming from the UK necessarily I don't think I don't think it ever really did so it said it took like two three weeks to come sometimes hmm. so he he'd sort of just order it some once he had like a deal in place with a mate he'd just go like it's coming and eventually he might even forget and he'd be like oh yeah, by the way there's another one coming to your house and he did this once with my mates. And was like, this is, this is you know, on the, by the way, this is on its way. And uh, it, it, he mentioned, I, I, I don't live there anymore. Like, <laughs> I fucking moved out, like, last last week. And they were like, it was like, fuck. Um, there's a fucking thing in the way. So they had to basically go back and be like, because, I mean, it's not, it hadn't been, it'd been like a couple of weeks, maybe, you know. So it, was not, it wasn't like beyond weird to be like, I've, let, I've got some mail left behind, you know, can I come collect my mail? So they had to go back and do that. And sure enough, fucking there it was like the, the final case of a hundred pills over the fuck. 
Um, <laughs> but but he said he got to the point where eventually, like he said, because none of them ever got stopped, right? To all these different friends he done it to, it was like. So, I'm just going to start getting it fucking sent to home. Like, fuck it. You yeah. know, so he said, and he was laughing because he went to all this effort with the USB stick and hiding it behind a skateboard that eventually he was just getting sent to his house, you know, like with his name because he had to do it to his name to his house so his parents didn't just open it. You know, so he's like, after all that, they could have just followed it to me. Stupid, really. But, uh... I thought he was going to say he started logging in in, like, Public libraries. <laughs> oh, right, now it's going next level. Conference yeah. calls. Well, the funny thing that. is, how, how they actually originally, how they originally, uh, how they actually caught the guy eventually, amongst a few other sort of triangulations. But the main guy, the first guy that worked out who the Dread Pirate Roberts was, um, it was because he sort of thought he, he just. He, the funny thing is, he just used like Google search to find him, like, and that was all like a bit of a joke. Obviously, you just Googled it. He, he like, <laughs> he basically looked at. He, he set Google back to search like. 2010 to see if anyone mentioned the Silk Road in 2010. Are there any mentions on the internet of Silk Road before it was up? And it basically was, and it was like from some user in some forum about Bitcoin thing, first saying like, uh, it wouldn't it be good if there was this thing or something like that. I was trying to sort of talking about it before it was a thing. And then yeah. there was like another post from a guy saying, hey guys, there's this awesome thing. You should check this out. You know, and it was like, and, that was it. It, and it was him obviously trying to get people onto it in the early days because no one would have been on it you had to go on normal web to get people to, to get onto this fucking thing and that turned out it was him yeah and, and he signed up for that username with like rossalbrick to gmail.com literally after <laughs> all, all that fucking shit he, he did and he sign in with facebook button <laughs> yeah basically after all that shit he did he forgot to do that it's mad isn't it really I mean, that's you, don't... Just, you wouldn't even think of doing that would you yeah if we didn't no. know it was gonna blow at up at the time so i guess big, yeah right? he yeah. Did, yeah exactly and but and by the time it did he probably forgot yeah he, he'd done this early advertising and just didn't think about it. I forget all sorts of shit. Like, I've, I've got a Dutch number, obviously moving here, and there's still stuff now that yeah, I exactly. I mean, that's a great, that's a great fucking pull, really, isn't it? Like, it sounds simple when you think about it now, but, like, to have that click to then... Great. Anyway, interesting story. But um, we were sort of talking about this as well. Like, it is mad that, like... I mean, we'll get onto the amount that, that, that you might have had by now, but I was like, it is kind of cool that you did it, though, because you, you sort of took part in a in a in a piece of a history, really, yeah, a, mo yeah. a moment in time that will, you know, that will go down in history as like a, especially at least a moment, when you're talking about the history of the internet, it was like a, it was a movement. And like, though technically you can still go on there and do it. Um, like I actually had a, I got, oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to call him an acquaintance. I wouldn't go as far to say a mate, right? But a guy I know, <laughs> an, an acquaintance. You know who you are if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it out. Oh, mate, oh, fuck it. Well, I if mean, he was a mate, he's not now. <laughs> well, it, it's, I mean, I don't see him that often. He's an acquaintance, right? He's a fucking record. Is it Paul Lawford? <laughs> <laughs> right, no. But he knows him, right? I was round, I was round one of my good friend's <laughs> houses. One, one, narrowing one, it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was round one of my good friend's house. Everyone that knows knows who this is, right? <laughs> I, I was round one of my good friend's houses one day, and we get this text on, on his phone saying, call me an ambulance. <laughs> and we were like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, bear in mind, it's a pretty rare, like, it's not a guy we see all the time. He's a pretty, even, especially rare now, but even then, this was years back, even then, it was still pretty rare to like. Yeah. It wasn't like a local regular friend. You just you might Every see him when we're out of other friends. You know, I'm surprised he even had his number. Anyway, because call me an ambulance. We're like, what? And to be honest, our first thoughts were like, well, like we tried ringing him, no answer. We we're like, what? What? and my mate was like, what do I do then? We we're like, well, I guess call an ambulance. You know, <laughs> like, call, call him a fucking We don't know where this guy yeah. lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we did. We did know where he lives, and he was like. Well, let's drive around there because it was only around the call. He's like, we'll call it. We'll fucking call an ambulance. We better do, and we'll drive around there. So, he, so we all jump in the car. He rings an ambulance, and they're like, he said to where to, and they were like, yeah, someone else has already called one. You know, like we're on the way. And he was like, all right, fuck. We're driving around there. To be honest, we were expecting to find him stabbed from like a drug dealer or something. You know, we were thinking we're gonna come around. He's gonna be there stabbed because from some drug deal gone wrong, or he's owed someone money or something. He's that kind yeah. of guy. And we get to the back and we get down there and we look for him and we're like shouting. Fucking Paul Olfin. <laughs> we're shouting for him like, Way. and then and then we hear him from the from the back garden. We're like, what? and we look down, he see his feet on the floor, and I thought, fuck, this is it. He's stabbed, you know. And he's on the floor like, <laughs> like fucking foaming in his mouth. It was crazy. And I was like, fucking hell, you're right. And he's like, fucking oh. And it, the, the, basically it turns out, right, he'd he'd bought some coke off the off the dark web. 
And it was just rocket fuel. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It was just fucking at levels. And he just banged it. Like, he, he, he'd taken the day off work. He'd like, he'd gone to go. In fact, he, he told his mum, you know, they, they, she drops him at the station in his suit. He then, like, pretends to get on a train, walks home because he knew his <laughs> shit from the dark web had arrived. So, like, 9 a.m. See, it was, it was about half nine. We got this phone call, I think. Maybe, like, 10 a.m. He, he, he's fucking, we were the first ones there as well, but we beat the ambulance. First and he, the yeah, and he's there and he's like, oh, thanks for coming. And he's like, like, it turned out he'd just gone through his phone texting, like, everyone. So, like, not long after we were there, like, he's like, aunt arrived. But the trouble with this was, right? So aunt, he'd, oh. Yeah, so he'd gone home and done this and he'd got, like, he was like, he was like, foaming in the mouth. He'd basically just banged it too hard. Like, thought it was just, like, regular cocaine it was used to but it wasn't it was this insane like pure fucking shit yeah. and it just fucked him up like and he didn't know how to handle it and he thought he was dying and he was just like glitching out on the floor and um it's mad so, that he like, still had the uh, like the know-how or he was still with it enough to to message everyone he was yeah. wired did he even know what he was doing well, what i never understood is why he didn't just call an ambulance yeah. <laughs> like why surely it's much harder to text call me an ambulance yeah. Yeah. i really never got that Anyway, it wasn't the time to sort of ask him then and there. Maybe he had speed dial. He, yeah, I oh, fucking... <laughs> the thing is, no, no, because what, what it turns out he'd done, he'd, he'd, he'd gone through his phone book texting. So, like, my mate, I won't say his full name, but it's AA, right? So, he's first of his fucking phone book. But, and then, not long after that, his Uncle Alan or something, whatever it was, turns right. up, you know, like, and the worst thing is it looked like we'd been there, you know, like, yeah. doing it with him. It's because, you know, we're just these, we're this guy's fucking mates as far as he knows. Turning yeah. up, so he's giving us looks like we're like, we made a book. We just came round here. We got the text too. Yeah. And he's sort of looking at us like, yeah, all right, fucking, you're all right. <laughs> you know, you just crack, you wreckheads all around here with him. Like, yeah. And um, then the ambulance came and they basically just like sat in the ambulance and were like, you, you just, you're just too fucked up, aren't you, mate? Like, you're fine. Like, you know, like give them a once over and we're just like, fucking chill out. You know, like don't waste ambulance time again, please. You're all right. Yeah. You know, it was ridiculous. Anyway. And it was half nine in the morning. It was, a, it was early. Yeah, it was Solid early in the morning. But, like, we he, just was got, he still in his suit when you got around there? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I would have remembered that. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> anyway, that's the sort of shit you get off the dark web, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, we were... All right, so after all this shit, I like, was chatting. Yeah, part of it in the history I was saying, it, it was interesting. So he doesn't regret it. But when I when I told him the total, he was kind of like, fuck me. Because <laughs> I actually messaged him this today and he was like, it makes me... I do feel a bit sick about that. So I did I did a real conservative estimate, right? Yeah. Uh, to, to just like not try and like blow it up. So like, and, and I worked it out. What I tried to do was because the price between 2011 and 2013 was pretty like radically different to what it was after that. You know, yeah. it went up about, it was, it was like $3 at the start of 2011. And it got to about a hundred at the end of 2013. Okay. So I kind of took an average for like his first couple of years of doing it. And he reckons he, that's when he did the lease, you know, because he was getting into it. He probably did, a, he said he did about probably 10 to 15. So I called it 10 transactions, right? So uh, roughly, uh, actually, no, I, I made an average of about. Uh, George, do you want to guess what the total is going to be? Like, well, so, let, let me give you, I won't give you the total. I'll give you, uh, let me give you all the. Yeah, give me, give me the inventory. So, well, I, I, did, I did the average from the first two years, and the average was about, it was about $80 a Bitcoin. And he reckons he did about 10 transactions. So again, I conservative and ran it around to about 10 in the first two years. After that, again, conservatively, we estimated, he, he reckons maybe as many as 30, but I rounded it down to like 20, just to be, again, to be conservative. And I, I kind of got an average price of like $400 because by the end of 2017, it was like 1,000. At the start, it was like 100. So I averaged it. It was like $420. Well, now I'm not what? guessing. I'm just trying to do really quick maths in my head. Yeah, it's not going well. well. right. Yeah. $420 so, dollars for a year. Well, what? basically, right. So, yeah, rather than just tr trying to fucking guess. Because um, I can't do it. I've failed maths three times. <laughs> so. Well, like, if you Half just... A million. Before, I'm well, going to say... I'm going to say... No, it's it'd be way more than that. About... Five million. I'm going to say between 950 to 1.2 million. All right, well, what I worked out to be, right, again, this, I was trying to be his bottom estimate, you know, to my, um, make him not feel two, as bad. Yeah, in the first two years, he probably used about 80 Bitcoin in the first two years. Like, again, it could have been more, could have been less, but I feel like it was probably more. Um, so that's like, because some of, how much is that? 
Like eighty times thirty thousand. Well, that's a fucking forty thousand. I know. Wait. Yeah, wait. Well, don't million. work it out yet, because the overall, yeah, the overall amount ain't million, much yeah. more. In in the rest of the twenty, in the rest of the years, he probably used about twenty again, twenty three Bitcoin. I worked out a massive conservative estimate, it's probably more than that, really, because he remembers using like five, six Bitcoin for a transaction yeah. sometimes. But anyway, That's so a conservative estimate, million. I made it about a hundred, yeah, hundred odd Bitcoin, which I calculated to be about two point five million. Um, <laughs> if it had, if, <laughs> if it yeah, had oh all God. that money, if, if I, just held it until yeah. now. If I was him, I. I'd feel so sick. He, did. he does feel a bit sick. Yeah. But, uh, but like, he also was like, what I could have also done was just the money I made from it, I could have just put that all back in a wallet and just kept it. Imagine if I did yeah. that. Yeah. Like, the thing is, should no have, idea. Like, there was who no knows? Way of knowing that yeah. Well, he said at the time, yeah, it was like just, it. yeah, he said it wasn't like, no, you didn't think anything of it. It was, it, it was money. It, it, all it was was a means to do yeah. this. That's yeah. pretty much all anyone used it for, really. Like, let's talk about this, like, you know, the, the pizza transaction now, but not really. All anyone, and to be honest, all anyone's ever really actually used it for is buying drugs. drugs like, yeah. <laughs> and also, like, when you see these stories about people who bought Bitcoin when it was a, a dollar and they spent it all on pizza or they spent it on drugs and people calculate, if they'd just held it until now, it would be worth two and a half million. It's like, okay, well, if they did hold it, if they saw it as an investment back then, they would yeah. have bought it a, a dollar and then they would have sold when it was at a hundred dollars, yeah, like way yeah, before right, that. Yeah. Or they would have like they would have sold when it was at ten dollars. They were like, okay, I've ten times my money. I'm yeah. selling. They wouldn't have held through till it being a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, ten thousand yeah. dollars, sixty thousand dollars. Like, there's no <laughs> way you, you would have that? sold. Yeah. Maybe there would have been a no, point no. where once like you you see it just keeps going it keeps going and when you get those massive spikes but if you, you buy something it's at yeah. like a dollar two dollars three dollars and then it gets to 20 30 40 it is tempting to sell like you, yeah, you will yeah, sell that yeah. uh so imagine that. a lot of these stories i was, that. I was, most I was heartbreaking that. ones are the ones that uh i don't know if you i don't know if you could talk about it but the people who have bitcoin but can't access it yeah, well, I was going to talk about that because he said there was a period in time where he forgot his wallet ID, but he managed to get back into it. I was like, imagine if you had a f- not got into oh. it then and then managed to get back into it now or something like that, you know, like, and he was like, yeah, fuck. But, it, but we spoke about the, the, that guy that threw away a hard drive, didn't he? And he reckons there's like hundreds of thousands of Bitcoin on it. He's trying to pay the council to let him dig it up. And yeah. he's, sat, he's saying to him, he's found like a firm that will offer to do like the excavation and they're going to take like, 75% of what they find. He only wants Oof. like 20% or I mean, even 20% something like that. Is, yeah, yeah, and he was going to give the council like 20%. It, it was, right? yeah. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. It was something like that. He was going to take 10%. He was going to give the council like 10, 20, and these firming until like 50 or whether the, oh. that's not the right match. Is it actually you know going mean. to go ahead then? Is this going to happen? No, well, the council won't do it. The council just like, no. Oh, just no. Oh, I hate the council. It's bullshit. Uh, hello. Well, what are they going to lose out of that? Yeah. I mean, like a huge environmental hazard to the whole of the county, like is what, is what they're saying. But Fuck the environment. We'll just buy another one <laughs> yeah. for the Bitcoin. Well, that's what they're saying. But buy another, yeah. But there's, there was, Mad, there's also it? that guy who has, I don't know how much he has, but he has a huge amount of Bitcoin and he has it on an offline wallet or whatever, but he can't remember the password to get in. Oh, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's got, got like two more tries, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, you only get 10 yeah. guesses of, this, of the password yeah. before you, all your Bitcoin's gone, you're locked out. And he's got three guesses left. Oh, that's unreal, isn't it? That's like oh, some sort of um, something from a film, like a dystopian film. It is, isn't it? That's fucked. Yeah. There are like that, companies that specialise in trying to find people's wallets and stuff, aren't there? And like find hidden Bitcoin. I can't remember the percentages, but there's a huge percentage of Bitcoin that is supposedly just oh, yeah, unaccounted massive. for. Yeah. I did read about it as well. There's a thing that actually fairly recently, right? I think it was 2020. Um, so a part of this you know, when they took down the Silk Road, they seized a shit ton, you know, all the Bitcoin from it was seized. And, uh, oh, that's just a different story, actually, but yeah, the Bitcoin was seized and there was a guy, uh, they auctioned it off. This is like, you know, like, they seized assets. Yeah. They, 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 they were just like, it's just fucking worthless shit, whatever. They auctioned it off. Some guy bought like 30,000 Bitcoin <laughs> and he bought it at like a discount as well. And he was like, just an investor guy and I'm pretty sure he held it and it's billions. Um, but there's another thing, right? So only only recently, uh, there was uh, Silk Road Bitcoins worth one billion changed hands after seven years. Wow! So after it got shut down in 2013, there was an account, a wallet, where it just lay dormant, and people have been kind of looking at it since 
on forums and stuff like that, people have been like watching it and wondering if anything's going to happen for it. And they reckon that maybe it's possible that some people hacked it because they knew the wallet ID and stuff like that. But either way, for the first time in like 70 years, it moved from one wallet to, an, to another one. And so, some people so reckon it was... See, can you see... They're, they're visible then, the wallets you are can, visible. Yeah, and you can kind of see on the blockchain that it's moved from one to another and that's kind of it. And, right, okay. and, and if you don't know the wallet ID, there'd be like no way of... The chances of working out would be like nothing. But I guess it got because, well known. And... Because they know the wallet ID yeah, and supposedly they do and it got spread yeah. about. Some people reckon that it is Ross Ulbricht's, you know, wallet and he's somehow maybe from prison decided he worked out to move from one wallet to the next. So it doesn't seem that likely. Yeah. It could also be hackers. It could just be some other big vendor at the time or, you know, and they just tried to wait for it to call off and wait for an, 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 a, it says in the article, like a slow news day to fucking so that, um, move awful. it. That's stressing me out. That, mad, guy, that, uh, that can't access his wallet. That's worse. Yeah, so I just, that is worse mm. than having a, uh, knowing that you had a winning lottery combination that you didn't play. It is you know, worse like, because yeah, at least, worse, yeah. Because it's still yeah. there, you know, it's still yeah. physically so within your reach. I just looked it up and he's actually tried again like once more since I oh. last read about it. So he's done eight guesses. So, um, so yeah, this guy, he got paid 7,002 Bitcoin 10 years ago uh, to make a, what is it? Um, to make an explainer video about how cryptocurrency works. So he obviously knew about cryptocurrency. Like he was probably oh. one of these people who did know it was going to be worth something. Early and he says he wrote yeah. down the password on a bit of paper that he misplaced. So oh. it's not even like he was like, I'll remember that. He probably knew. He was probably smart enough to make a really secure password. Like he probably oh. knew the smart thing to do is be really safe with this, make a big, long, complicated yeah. password and write it down. And, uh, Although you wouldn't even try guessing then, would you? But nah. he, but he's tried eight guesses and he's only got two left before that Bitcoin that is worth two hundred twenty million dollars is gone. Jesus, I'm surely in that situation there must be a way, or there must be uh, he could hire people that if he gave them enough information, you know, like <clears throat> you get criminal profilers that profile <laughs> yeah. criminals and they say, yeah, this person is a yeah, with, between the ages of twenty and twenty-five, they're uh, they they're right-handed. Um, they've got testicles between four inches, uh, four <laughs> centimeters, and twelve inches. Not you know all that bullshit that they can somehow pull from all the yeah. Apparently, it's a, apparently, it's a bit of a pseudoscience, really. Um, but but anyway, yeah. maybe he could hire yeah. people, or I don't know. But teams of um, I don't know what the, the what to work out what password he would have made. Yeah, so to get like, <laughs> a pool of potential passwords, if he can provide them with as much information as possible. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe that's what he's to... tried. Maybe that is what he's doing. Maybe that's why yeah, he's down to eight. Maybe it says oh, that's uh, terrible. That's horrible. That's not making me feel sick. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel a bit anxious. It says yeah. uh, his name's Thomas. It says Thomas seems to be uh, taking away a positive lesson. He says. It was actually a really big milestone in my life where, like, I sort of realised how I was going to define myself, how I was going to define my self-worth going forward. It wasn't going to be how much money I have in the bank, he oh, said. You have to say that, don't you? Though? Well, you have to say that. <laughs> yeah. You can't define yourself by how much money in the, you have in the bank <laughs> because you knew you could have 200 million and you don't. Fuck, man, yeah. Oh, well, poor guy. Deep. On that floor. note... We should probably call it a day. But yeah, that was the story, really. Oh, yeah, there was one final bit of the story, actually, which I thought was quite funny. Because um, it's still a, you can still do these sort of things on the internet. You can still buy drugs on the internet. At the start of like the pandemic, he thought, fuck it. You know, I wonder if you can, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to get on the dark web and give it a little go again and just, just get some shit for myself before we get into lockdown. And uh, bought a load of stuff and it never actually came. Oh. Because of all the pandemic shit happening, yeah, and then because there are all these like mad websites competing, they were basically like they do like DDoS attacks on each other, <laughs> and uh, so the website that he'd used or the vendor that he'd used got like shut down by these other people, so we couldn't even message him. About five months later, he managed to message him. I guess probably because it was lockdown, he was bored. He'd messaged him a lot. Eventually, he did manage to get through to him somehow. It came back online. And they were like, oh, right, yeah, fucking, obviously, we had trouble. And we had trouble, like, sending shit out because of all the more stuff was getting seized than usual because of all the posts, more posts, I don't know. So they went, fuck it, and they sent it again. Hmm. About a month or so later, it was, like, mid-lockdown, it arrived. <laughs> and he had, like, and it was, like, a fucking page a of acid. Package. Like, a page of acid <laughs> and, like, three bags of cat. <laughs> 
And then he ended up fucking having a baby. So he just didn't do it. Obviously, he's still got a load of it now. <laughs> it's just like, I don't fucking need this well, now. There you go. If, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll leave his, um, his uh, credentials in the, uh, in the description. <laughs> yeah, if you want to follow that guy, <laughs> link in the description. Might be listening now, just tripping balls. Yeah. <laughs> Page of acid. Yeah, mad, isn't it? Anyway. Was it like A5? <laughs> nah, it's probably very small. Like you get like these tiny little like segments, with, didn't you? Which is bigger, actually? Is it A? A five is actually smaller. It probably yeah. was A five. So yeah. like the A three is bigger. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Imagine it was like an A three sheet of acid. Yeah, fuck that. Like the motorway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like for, the, or, yeah. Or an A road. <laughs> that was a lame joke. That was shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost on my level of shit joke. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right, yeah. Thanks for listening. That was the fucking Silk Road by by me. My <laughs> that was good. Rob's guy to the by Silk Road. a guy I know. Good, good bit of journalism there. You've always Out got a field. good, you know, a good, a good story, uh, especially when it comes to drugs or the seedy side of life. Yeah. Robbie, <laughs> you always know a guy yeah. as well. Yeah, Robbie is the I know a guy. I know a guy, <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah. Or just like chatting to people, driving a car. I mean, I could be making all this shit up as well. Like, I could just you be just a serial know. fucking liar. Oh, we can just make up the... stories. <laughs> <laughs> It's all part of the excitement, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not that fucking. I'm, don't, I'm not creative enough to come up with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I just. I, I've also got a way of remembering shit because I think probably as well. There's people that, that like really know me from like uni and stuff. They'll be like, "This now I haven't seen them in a while. It's novel to hear one of the same stories again." But like, <laughs> you spend too long with me, you're like, "Yeah, this one again. I've heard this one. Yeah. Oh, you're telling the one about yeah, I know. Yeah. So I need some fresh. It was nice to have a fresh story for once. This one was fresh to me, really. So. Funky Hope everyone yeah. enjoys. It's always good in, in this format as well, you know. Yeah, in, yeah, in there you go. Yeah. Fresh story. No, no, yeah, you, you're going international. <laughs> you know, you're, going, you're going from the UK, potentially uh, North America, Uruguay, definitely uh, South America, and, uh, yeah, yeah and, and around Europe. Um, big ups. Big Any, ups. Anyone, Uruguay. anyone listening to anywhere, anywhere, other, anyone that is listening in anywhere other than the UK, please message us and say hi. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Either leave a review I I, and just say. Hi from your your country or area of the world, yeah. uh, or a comment, email on your us, socials. tweet us, yeah. anything. I used to say this all the time, especially in the first uh, couple of episodes. You know, we we had listeners in Malawi and Israel and and all sorts of places. None of them ever fucking messaged me. So, <laughs> or as uh, people listening with VPNs somehow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it's just Lynn. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. with VPNs. All right, cool. Anyway, thanks for that. See you next week. Good one, Rob. Peace. Bye.